You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, back in the 2000s, which sounds like a long time ago now. You can check me out on social. Appreciate those of you do. Every platform, at Ross Tucker NFL. Even better, at Ross Tucker Pod, where we post the highlight clips of this show, all of our shows, Highly recommend it. You can also watch this show, full episode, or see the highlight clips of this show and the others, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The star of the show is my man, Joe Dolan, fellow Eastern PA loudmouth like me. Here's what, here's, what you like in, here's what we do in Eastern PA, okay? We like food. We like football. We like talking about food and football. Like, we're not real complicated people. Okay, you can check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. Does a terrific job for fantasypoints.com. You can always use that code 23FEAST over there. Maybe you want to do some uh, DFS stuff towards the end of the season. Maybe you're out of your fantasy playoffs, so you're going in more of the DraftKings DFS route. That's possible. Uh, we got people starting playoffs this week, Joe. We got no buys, so we got to dive into it, man. You ready to roll? Oh yeah, Ross. Let's uh, let's get going. There's uh, unfortunately we got some major quarterback injuries again, so uh, we've got we've got a lot of stuff that uh, that needs to be talked about, and maybe some teams that are just completely uh, off the off the 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 fantasy radar here as we go forward. By the way, did you know that I accidentally last week missed? The Vikings Raiders game. We did not talk about it and it finished three nothing. That was prescient. That might have been our fault, Joe. That, that was that prescient. Been... <laughs> well, and, well, you know what? Like like that that that's kind of every piece of advice I would have given from that game would have been wrong, so I'm glad you missed it. <laughs> let's, let's do let's get Chargers Raiders okay. tomorrow night. Easton stick. Unbelievable. His last name stick is like a bat. Easton bat. Like, love it. And there he's going against, I guess it'll be Aiden O'Connell. Wednesday morning, last I checked, Antonio Pierce said he was still considering it. Yeah, so um this is gonna be a disaster of a of a Thursday night football game, let's be honest. Now Easton Stick, Ross, I don't know if you I never played hockey, I can't skate. Um, but Easton Stick, I think the existence of Easton Stick in the NFL. Uh, presumes the existence of an NHL player named Wilson Pigskin. So uh, that guy's going to be coming down the pipe at some point <laughs> um, in the NHL. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, but Easton Stick, look, he's not Justin Herbert. And as much as I think we're frustrated by Justin Herbert and the lack of production or the lack of winning, depending uh, on on whichever metric you want to follow I think everybody can acknowledge that Justin Herbert being down for the Chargers is bad for the entire Charger offense here is the good thing uh for Easton Stick if if you have Keenan Allen for fantasy Easton Stick targeted Keenan Allen 
on nearly 40% of his throws last week, 37.5 to be exact, uh, ahead of Austin Eckler, who was down at 20%, and Gerald Everett down at 17%. So Keenan Allen got peppered with targets. Keenan Allen, of course, is dealing with a heel injury. On the flip side, for the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Jacobs is dealing with a quad injury. We have a um, we have a short week here for Josh Jacobs. If Josh Jacobs can't go, it's worth noting that Amir Abdullah uh, outsnapped Zamir White last week. I, by the way, when, when I'm talking about these guys, I'm talking about desperation plays here. The Raiders are coming off a game in which they scored zero points. So you're not exactly pining for one of these Raider running backs, but... If they have a positive game script, it might be Zamir White getting more targets. The Raiders are three-point favorites against Easton Stick and the hapless and hopeless L.A. Chargers. All right, so my high-priced guy, I'll go with Keenan Allen for the reasons you just mentioned, Joe. He's 8,200 on DraftKings. And for my value, should I go Zamir White or Abdullah? I don't think Jacob's going to play. Yeah, so I would, I would say just based on... Based on projected, you know, go Amir Abdullah. I just think he's better than Samir White. I think he's better right. than him. But Amir ugh. Abdullah. So I got Keenan Allen and Amir Abdullah this week. Saturday at 1 o'clock, Joe, I will be there. It's Nick Mullins against Jake Browning, Vikings, Bengals. Joe, I think Jake Browning's kind of good. Yeah, he's um, he's been Doing his job right, but this is a really good stat that our guy Scott Barrett pointed out in one of his articles this week up at FantasyPoints.com. 20% of Jake Browning's passing production from fantasy has come on balls thrown behind the line of scrimmage. So pass catchers either – Zach could be two things. Zach Taylor's doing a great job designing the screen game. Or the players in the screen game are doing great things for Jake Browning. But I, Browning has absolutely done a solid job. He can run around a little bit. He scored a rushing touchdown. So he's clearly on the fantasy radar. The problem is facing this Brian Flores defense is going to be problematic, I think, for Jake Browning this week. It's a very difficult defense to play as a young quarterback, as you saw for Aiden O'Connell last week. There's one thing I want to point out about the Bengals. Uh, I've been saying that this week. Look, the Bengals need to save some money. I'm sure they're going to try to keep uh, T. Higgins. They want to try. I'm not saying they will. just saying they want to try. They can cut $3 million this offseason, uh, save $3 million if they get rid of Joe Mixon. Chase Brown's come on the last couple of weeks. And if you're in a keeper league and he's out there on the waiver wire, I, in Dynasty, he's rostered. I understand that. But say you're in a league that has four, five, six keepers. And you're like, you know, I'm out of it, or I, even I'm in it, but I'm not sure who I'm going to be keeping next year. Go pick up Chase Brown if he's out there, because I think there is a chance that we're talking about Chase Brown in 2024 the way we talked about Rashad White this offseason. A guy who was behind a veteran for most of the season, the veteran moves on, and then the team decides not to spend up at running back, and then all of a sudden this guy's getting drafted in the top 70 picks in fantasy drafts. Go get Chase Brown if he's out there. If you're in a keeper league, I think there's a chance we're talking about him the way we talked about Rashad White this offseason, and Rashad White is currently a top five fantasy running back in total points. I think I saw where Chase Brown on that screen was the second fastest GPS yeah, he, time. He had some serious explosion behind DK Metcalf. Yeah. He was rolling. What about the Vikings on offense with Nick Mullins, Joe? Looks like they could have Justin Jefferson. Fortunately, um, 
that hospital ball that literally put him in the hospital doesn't seem to have affected or, or given him serious internal injuries. We'll see about that. That would definitely help Nick Mullins. You know, he came in and he distributed the ball um, and he and he played a lot calmer than Josh Dobbs played. He targeted TJ Hawkinson on 31% of his throws, uh, but of course, uh, Justin Jefferson wasn't out there. Nonetheless, I think if Nick Mullins is the quarterback for the Vikings, I feel like you could trust Jefferson uh, if he plays. Obviously, you trust Hawkinson as a t tight end one. Other than that, we have to watch the Alexander Madison ankle injury because if he doesn't play, Ty Chandler is solidly on the RB2 radar. Saturday at 4.30, another quarterback palooza, Mitchell Trubisky against Gardner Minshew. Steelers, Colts, Joe. Well, the Steelers, I, I guess Mike Tomlin said he's gone out and he's said Mason Rudolph is going to get opportunities in practice this week, though he's not going to start. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a short leech for Mitchell Trubisky in this game. Um, Trubisky, though, here's here's part of the problems. Mitchell Trubisky in the games he's played this year is spreading the ball around a lot. He doesn't have a single receiver at an at even an 18% target share, which is like really affecting the upside of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and and all the receivers there for for the Steelers who clearly um, are struggling to get going offensively. Um, the the running backs were not good in last week's game. I just think it's an offense that is downgraded across the board with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. We'll see. If Trubisky struggles, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Mason Rudolph uh, in this game against the Colts. What about the Colts, Joe? So the, the problem for the Colts here, and, and look, I said it on last week's show, and I'll say it again. If I know Zach Moss is getting 90% of the work, in the backfield, I'm going to rank him highly, but he's been terribly inefficient the last two weeks. He's had 10 opportunities inside the 10 yard line and hasn't scored a touchdown. And he had a touchdown come off the board uh, due to a penalty last week. So it's been rough going for, for Zach Moss. Um, I have a really hard time sitting him. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't play this week, if only because of the volume and the fact that the Colts are two and a half point uh, favorites in this game. But I understand the frustration with his lack of, of his lack of production, despite the fact that he's getting every opportunity to produce. So that I understand. That being said, Michael Pittman, um, he gets shadowed every week. I think he'll get shadowed this week by Joey Porter. Last week against Chidabe Awuzie, eight catches for 95 yards for Pittman. Um, Across Gardner Minshew's nine starts, Pittman is averaging 11 targets per game. He's the wide receiver seven essentially in fantasy points per game the guy is just producing at a high high level i expect that to continue this week saturday night it's the broncos at the lions joe yeah two teams who actually have their starting quarterbacks um this is can you believe this this is where we're at we are talking about the fourth game of the week and it's the first game in which either team has its starting quarterback from this season from week one, not just both, not both teams, this game, both. It's the first one. Either team has their starting quarterback. Um, I, it's a pretty pivotal game because Jared Goff struggled last week, uh, against, uh, against the bears for the second time this year. It was, he struggled this week against the bears. Um, the one thing I will say about Detroit and it, and I'm not, I'm not breaking any ground here. 
the Lions are going to have to try to run the football. While Vance Joseph and the Broncos have really settled down their defense that gave up 70 to the Dolphins all those weeks ago, the run defense has still surrendered the league's most non-scramble rush yards. The Lions have some injuries on the offensive line, but they're still um, running the ball well. The Broncos even allowed the Chargers' brutal run game to show some life last week. Over the last five weeks, running backs are averaging three schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game above average uh, as runners alone against the Broncos' defense, which is sixth most in the NFL. Both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery should be considered top 16 running back options this week. Um, on the on on the other hand, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, had his first sub-10 fantasy point game of the year in DraftKings fantasy points last week. Um, the Broncos have been really good against opposing slot receivers. You have to play Amon Ross St. Brown. You have to suck it up. But his two worst games of the season have come in the last two weeks. Broncos, Joe? So, I have, I have made a comparison. And... I want you to to, to op- take it with uh, open eyes and open heart, Ross. Go to Pro Football Reference and search Jerry Judy's statistics. And then I want you to go to Pro Football Reference or Stathead and compare those to Nelson Aguilar's on his career. Tell me what is the difference between these two players production-wise. Tell me. Because it, as somebody who loved Jerry Judy coming out, and I've loved Jerry Judy for fantasy, there is no discernible difference. Honestly, I'm not even sure there's a difference in their on-field game between Jerry Judy and Nelson Aguilar. Jerry Judy's dropping passes. He has bad awareness in the end zone. Should have been an easy touchdown. He hasn't had a top 25 wide receiver week all season for fantasy points. Nelson Aguilar had a good season. The year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Jerry Judy had a good season last year. Jerry Judy's rookie season, he had a year where he was really catching deep balls and not a whole lot else. Nelson Aguilar had that year when he was with the Raiders a couple of years ago. Tell me. I'm telling you. Go look it up and tell me the difference between Jerry Judy and Nelson Aguilar. I'm out on Jerry Judy next year. I'm done with the guy. Uh, just There's just... There's just something that is not clicking. There is something... I'm not saying... Look, Nelson Aguilar has been in the league now... This is his this is his ninth season, I think, in the NFL. So Nelson Aguilar's had a long, productive, and lucrative career. I'm not saying Jerry Jerry Judy's not going to have that, but when it comes to fantasy football, that is the player we're looking at right now. I'm looking right now on my game time app at the tickets for the game I'll be at. Vikings Bengals, cheapest ticket right now. Section 313, row 31, $67. So if you can get there and get down to the front row before the game, I could potentially say hi, which would be cool. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. They got the all-in prices up front. You buy the ticket in seconds with two taps and the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code FEAST. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. So again, create an account, redeem code F-E-A-S-T for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Joe, let's move on to Sunday football. 
Falcons, Panthers. Now let's just write off the Carolina Panthers, Ross. We have by the glory of the of television, we have the we have a big wrap it up sign at a hard out here. Um, and when thirty two teams are playing, I think we have to wrap it up on on some teams. The Panthers, the Panthers are a disaster. Um, Chuba Hubbard, if you need a, a running back who's going to get carries in a game that could be decently competitive i mean it's a it's uh let me look at the the line here we have atlanta favored by three on the road so at least it's going to be decently competitive if you need chuba hubbard other than that um i'm 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 done with carolina just a disaster what about your boy drake london though oh he had a huge game last week and tampa bay has a pass funnel defense um carolina's defense i think is a little bit better than maybe um it's given credit for because of how disastrous the offense is. J.C. Horn is back, so Drake London could have a tougher matchup here. I'm saying, yeah, I think you have to play Drake London, but how about this key stat? Last week's game was at home, 89 yards per game at home, 35 on the road for Drake London, and this game is on the road. Uh, um, so that's a pretty wide, wide split. I still think you have to play him, and I think you have to play Bijan Robinson. Kyle Pitts got in the end zone last week. He's still not getting enough targets for me to trust him on a on a week-to-week basis. I'm excited to talk to you about this next game. The Bears at the Browns. They're both kind of gotten it going <laughs> offensively a little bit, Joe. How about old Joe Flacco, man? Like, how like there's a lot of wild quarterback stories this year. Obviously, the injuries, you know, the the roller coaster of Josh Dobbs, um, who's been benched again. And then Joe Flacco comes in and plays arguably the two best games that we've seen a Browns quarterback play all year. Unbelievable. And he is rightfully named the starting quarterback for this team for the rest of the year. And look, Joe Flacco is going to deliver the ball to Amari Cooper. He's going to deliver the ball to David Njoku. It wasn't a, I know Elijah Moore is kind of his boy. That didn't work out last week. But Joe Flacco delivers the ball to his receivers, and that is all we can ask for in this bloodbath of a season at the quarterback position. Love what Joe Flacco has been doing. This Bear defense has been better than maybe you anticipated, but I gotta, I, I just adore what Joe Flacco has been doing, and I think he is a viable streamer for the next two weeks. Here's the problem with Joe Flacco if you picked him up. Say you needed to replace Justin Herbert. If you pick Joe Flacco up, they play the Jets in Week 17. So you might want to keep an eye on that schedule, maybe have a backup plan in place because that Jet defense is for real, as you well know, Ross. And Joe Flacco is going to have a tough matchup in Week 17 if you get to that point with Joe Flacco. Also keep an eye on the status of Jerome Ford, who has a hand injury. X-rays were negative for Jerome Ford, so there seems to be a good chance he goes this week. And the Bears, Joe? Well, Justin Fields is playing a lot better. Justin Fields gets the ball to DJ Moore. Justin Fields is a slam. I, I look, I know the Browns defense is good, but given the state of the quarterback position right now, I don't see how you how you can justify sitting Justin Fields. The Bears are three and a half point underdogs in this game, which is going to make their backfield interesting. Deontay Foreman in a positive game script last week basically dominated the backfield. Is Rashawn Johnson going to get more work as the pass catcher, pass protector in the event they're playing from behind as three-and-a-half-point underdogs this week? That's the big question I have for the Chicago Bears. If you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks but not sure what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. That means burgers, chips, dip, soda, pizza, wings, so much more. Delivered straight to your door. Joe, you got to wash it down with something. You know my favorite. 
Labatt Blue Light. Delicious. Best tasting light beer ever. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. The Bucks and the Pack. Battle of the Bays, Joe. Yeah, so the the Packers with just a, a horrendous loss. And I know Tommy DeVito's the, the, the bell of the ball right now, but the Packers had a horrendous loss. Here is the problem for the Green Bay Packers. It's a collapsing defensive front that has allowed its four worst games in terms of yards before rushing contact per attempt in the last five weeks. The only game below their threshold of their worst games came against the Chargers' awful run game in Week 11. The Giants, last week, their 172 non-scramble rush yards allowed to them was their second most of the year. They're, they're really, really struggling on the ground. Rashad White coming off his second top 100, excuse me, his second 100-yard rushing game in three weeks is a top five running back this week against the Green Bay Packers and a good DFS option. I expect the Bucks are going to give the ball to Rashad White, who has been producing at a high level for them. This is a great week for Rashad White uh, in this matchup with the Green Bay Packers. Packers on offense, Joe? Well, the Buccaneers are a massive pass funnel defense. Uh, we saw Drake London um, have a huge game against the Bucks last week. We saw um, Green Jordan Love has been playing solid football, um, obviously. There were some struggles on the Monday night game against the Giants with the interception. Let's keep an eye on the status of Christian Watson because it would be really, really um, hard to sit him in this matchup. But Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, I think have very good matchups against the Buccaneers in the event Christian Watson doesn't go. Jaden Reed, a horrible beat last week. I think like his, his passing yardage prop was like 31 and a half. He caught eight passes for 27 yards. That is a brutal beat, but uh, the Buccaneers, a pass-funnel defense, it is a good week to be using uh, uh, Jordan Love if you need him this week. Let's talk Jets and Dolphins. Both these teams are interesting. We got the Tyreek Hill ankle thing. Yep. Zach Wilson played well. What What are you thinking here, Joe? Yeah, that Dolphin defense is a different beast, though. Uh, for for Zach Wilson, I'm not going to be terribly excited about him. I feel like you have to play Garrett Wilson. Like, I mean, Zach Wilson just throws the guy the ball. And Zach uh, Garrett Wilson is one of the best wide receivers in all of football. I mean, I cannot imagine what this guy's numbers would be if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. Garrett Wilson has 76 catches for 853 yards this year. He's probably going to reach 90 catches and 1,000 yards with bottom-of-the-barrel quarterback play. So I just can't – it's shocking to me how good this numbers, this guy's numbers would be if Aaron Rodgers was out there. Nonetheless, Jalen Ramsey, this Dolphin defense, going to be a tougher challenge for him. And we know the Jets aren't going to run the ball. Like, Brees Hall had a huge game last week, but it was almost entirely through the air. At the very least, Zach Wilson checks the ball down to him. If you have Brees Hall for fantasy right now, you know what he is, Ross. You know that uh, – you know you need the passing game work for him to, to get – get there for you in your fantasy lineups. We got time for one more, so let's do it. Giants and Saints. Tommy DeVito, is he factor in with the running, Joe? I mean, the Saint defense, uh, look, they they had a good game against Bryce Young last week. It doesn't uh, doesn't excite me all that much uh for their defense. Tommy DeVito, man. Yeah, like 
He's top 10 rushing yards in four of their of his six games this year. He's top 40 rushing yards in two of the six. I think you can talk yourself into Tommy DeVito. The problem is the the receiving core just isn't very good, as we as you well know. Wandale Robinson comes out of nowhere and has six catches for 79 yards. Pick your poison with these receivers, right? Jalen Hyatt had the 100-yard game before the bye. Wandale Robinson shows some some life for the first time in a while. I, I'm not going to get excited about any of these receivers. What I can get excited about, though, is Saquon Barkley. Saquon's played exceptionally well of late. Um, the Saints' run defense, not the best in the world, not the worst in the world, but Saquon Barkley, I think, you know, he's gotten it done on the ground in most of Tommy DeVito's games, and I expect he's going to have the opportunity to do so in this game as well. What about the Saints' offense? They're kind of a tough watch still, Joe. Yeah, so here's what I said on Twitter last week. I said... I can't imagine anything more brain dead than the Saints starting Derek Carr this week, so I fully expect them to do it, and that's what they did. And, you know, he's very they're just very lucky they were playing the Panthers. Derek Carr is playing through three broken ribs. I, I mean, I'm sure he'll have a better game this week, but we've now seen him struggle two consecutive weeks after getting hurt in the first place. The Saints coaching staff is just clueless. That is the voice of the great Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on the show. That's so nice. We do it twice. Got to get to the rest of the games in episode two. Make sure you download, subscribe, all that stuff. I'm stuffed. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. (laughs) 